This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Hey everyone, and welcome to the MCU Lorecast. I'm Captain Chenko. And I'm Psych88. Today was a really fun one. Um, unfortunately, we were supposed to be joined by N7 Legend to talk about Gwen Stacy, but he was feeling a little under the weather. We had to postpone that interview, but luckily we had another interview so that we still have an episode for you guys. Yes, uh... I have been fortunate enough to work with some guys here in in my home state of Oklahoma. They are Infinity Entertainment, and they are making a fan-made Spider-Man series that will be going up here in the summer that we were talking about. And I asked them to kind of come in and just talk about the show, uh, the process, and all of that. It was a really eye-opening interview, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. It's always really fun to talk about the little ins and outs of filmmaking and, and get those, my, my friend Mallory Woods calls it the inside skinny, about projects and the production of these projects. So it was really fun to sit down with them and, and ask a few questions as well, because uh, I think these fan productions are super important to the fan base and and for content creation as a whole within this space, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Especially, especially here in um, a art-starved state, as it were. So uh, we're going to just kind of slide into the interview here for your enjoyment. All right. Hello, uh, everyone. Uh, we are here with Tate and Dominic of the Infinity Productions. They handle the Web of Spider-Man web series that is coming out this summer. And so we have the opportunity to talk with them a bit about what it was like to make this film project, suit up, all that good stuff. So uh, guys, tell us a little about yourselves first. Well, um, hi, I'm Tate uh, with Infinity Entertainment. I'm Dominic with Infinity Entertainment. Um, we are Infinity, Infinity Entertainment. Entertainment. Actually, no, we're not. We're missing uh, Richard, our... Uh, our videographer, but he's he was held up with something. Yes. Um, but yeah, just a little bit about uh, Infinity is uh, we started it about about a year ago now. Uh, we've been making movies for a minute together, so we just decided to actually finally create a, like a production company thing. So yeah, and Web of Spider-Man is our first major project. So yeah. yeah. Web of Spider-Man is a five-episode web series coming out on the Infinity Entertainment channel on YouTube coming out summer. 2023. It is a story uh, about Peter Parker after the death of Gwen Stacy by the hands of the mob. This is kind of a darker, grittier take on Spider-Man as a kind of like dark uh, vigilante, more like Batman or like uh, the Daredevil TV show. Um, and he's really he's really going through it after the death of Uncle Ben and then immediately after is Gwen. So he's really he's trying to push through and trying to figure out who the man is at the top of this uh, mob organization is. And he's... Uh, he realizes that he doesn't need help. He starts enlisting the help of uh, Detective Gene DeWolf, uh, Black Cat, um, and they start going on this adventure to try to 
really try to understand who uh, is given the calls and messing up New York City. Spider-Man's trying to put a stop to it. But it's also, he's trying to do it for his own selfish reasons. And uh, he's doing it for himself and not for the good of everybody else. And that's what he kind of realizes throughout the journey. Um, is It's kind of a story about how Spider-Man becomes the hero that we all know and love in his own way. He fights, goes up against a couple of villains, goes up against Shocker, Hobgoblin, obviously, are in the trailer. Um, and maybe one other secret villain. Not, not too many people are going to realize until, uh, until a couple episodes in. So... I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, that's the that's the whole thing. It's kind of sp- just Spider-Man becoming Spider-Man that we know. So Nice. Nice. That sounds incredible. I can't wait to watch. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you guys. So, I mean, I guess other than a love for the character, what, what drew you guys to doing Spider-Man first? And what was it like to, to kind of have to, to do something on this grand of a scale? Good question. Well, there's no way home that inspired it. Yeah. I think. You saw No Way Home. I saw it, and uh, immediately after we walked out of the theater, I grabbed Richard and I said, hey, man, we're going to make a Spider-Man movie. Yeah. So that was the main inspiration with it. Right. And then I started writing. I told him about it, too, pretty early on. I was like, hey, I'm writing a Spider-Man thing. You're going to be involved. Mm -hmm. But I started writing it, and I got like 45 pages into it, and I realized I was not done, like anywhere close to being done. So then I was like, oh, I guess it's a, I guess we're going to make a short web series thing. <laughs> five episode thing that it is now. Nice. Nice. All right. Uh, I mean, what kind of challenges have you guys had? I mean, do you have any, like, you didn't have to worry about any legal trouble, have you? Because I know Disney gets a little iffy. Not yet. I have not been contacted yet with any legal troubles. I've been doing pretty safely of being like, hey, this isn't mine. Don't get, I'm not making any money off this, so. Uh, but other than that, challenges have just been like, uh, I mean, I don't, we didn't, it's, it's a nonprofit movie. I didn't pay anybody to to be in it, uh, but they did uh, agree. I got a lot of good actors, a lot of great actresses. Um, but, you know, life gets in the way. And so sometimes they just couldn't show up, couldn't be there. And it just kind of pushed production on longer than expected. Yes. But it, I mean, it was, it was challenges. Uh, me writing too much and realizing that, oh, we can't actually have a massive explosion go off in downtown OKC. That's not <laughs> no, they well, <laughs> The, the city might have something to say about that. Yeah, you know. And we, then, uh, so just like rewriting on set, trying to figure out what works and what doesn't. But nothing like insanely big. It was mainly a mental thing because there was one day, and I'm going to take this to my grave, because we were in September and we we were already two months over the because this was really originally supposed to be a summer thing project yeah and then it ended up extending just because we had so much more stuff to do and so much more things that we wanted to do uh, and accomplish that it ended up being much longer and I often joke with Tate I said I could have had a baby in this amount of time because you know it went from five months to nine months and it was a whole <laughs> big thing and so one of the biggest challenges at least for me was this one day where we went what was it 36 36 hours hours. no sleep straight through uh 8 p.m to about 12 p.m the next day uh or 2 p.m the next day uh eight yeah something like that so just 36 hours straight awake so you know it's it's mental stuff like that it's it you know gets you down and then you you just gotta you know push over it and you know go to the project type of thing oof man that is that is intense uh, <laughs> but I, I mean you guys created you guys have created something that's really cool uh and i was very happy to be uh in such a 
in such a limited capacity as I could be into it in it. So I'm real happy about that. Um, hey, Shanko, you got you got anything you wanted to, to ask or something? Yeah. So, of course, when you're making a project on this scale, I'm sure that it's a pressure cooker situation. Are there some highlights that you can share with us either on or offset during those moments that really stick out something fun? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think just the the, uh, the people that I've gotten to meet and that I've gotten to connect with over the uh, course of it. And I give take crap for, you know, saying, oh, you know, it was way longer than it should have been or, you know, it was this or that and that. But I mean, realistically, the amount of stuff we've learned, because it's been a learning experience yeah. for the both of us. Uh, but the amount of stuff we've learned, the amount of people that we've, we've you know, met, you know, Brandon Braxton, uh, Hammerhead, um, we Clayton Hillsbury, yeah. uh, Stacy Roselot, and uh, you know, just a whole bunch of people uh, like that. So I, I was really glad to connect with those people and, and still have relationships with them today. So I, I like that aspect of it. Yeah, yeah, that's a great one too. I've got a lot of great friends now, lifelong friends, hopefully, from this one project that is just amazing. So many, so much networking has taken place, and something that I was just I wasn't even looking forward to that for the project but like it just happened but uh other than that for me personally just being able to like suit up as spider-man i mean that's that's pretty no uh that's that's awesome i liked uh doing stunts getting out there um doing all this stuff just to make a character come alive that i've been so impacted by it was, it was amazing those are my favorite stuff but i guess i guess uh what you're asking more for is probably like a story or something right yeah that'll be that'll be What's awesome <laughs> um okay what are the, we, we, there's some i gotta go back into my archives here like the, to, we've gotten uh what, i'm trying to think of the, one of the times we got kicked out but it was like interesting what about the cops oh the that's a good story that's a good story the high school okay yeah. so a lot of uh a lot of the uh sets were used at my old high school because i was able i knew for sure i'd be able to have it and so like if something fell through i'd just be like oh never mind we're gonna go here now because i have it um there was one night uh, I was filming there, and it was a hallway fight scene with like security guards versus Spider Man. I wasn't in the shoot suit that night; I had somebody else in there. But I was on camera, and that was the only crew that was there. It was just me and like one other guy. And I texted my principal or my old principal, and he was like, "Yeah, you can you can film there," but he didn't tell anybody else. Um, and so we were filming, and there, I when I got there, there were some cleaning ladies there. I said hi to them. Uh, went on, went up onto the third floor. We were filming. We were kind of like choreographing this fight scene that was going on and so so there are like four guys with guns like pointed up and like a knife pointed up at me and they're standing right by the stairs and the stairs have a little window in the door and i'm standing right in front of them and i'm trying to explain to them like oh you gotta like be mean look rough like trying to direct and stuff and my friend just looks over to the window and just very nonchalantly just looks at looks at the window and she goes oh there are cops here and i said oh that's I said, okay, cool. I thought he was joking. And then all of a sudden he like opens the door and like slides the fake gun across the floor. He's like, it's fake. <laughs> and I was like, huh? So I lead around the corner and there are three cops all like hands close to their guns walking up these stairs. I was like, I have permission. I have permission to be here. And they were like, really? What's And I had explained to them what was going on. And I had to go walk down and talk to this lady who's also in the administration part of the school who knows me. And I was like, I have permission to be here, I swear. But that was... That was that was a story. That was something right there. Oh man! <laughs> so we we have this thing in self defense called the guy with the knife, where you don't want to be standing there 
looking like you are the attacker when you're actually trying to defend yourself. And I feel like this is a situation you have found yourself in where you are creating a very fake scenario and you are aware that it is fake. But from a certain angle, it, it just looks like some guy getting uh, held up at gun and knife point. The window that they saw, they saw four men holding guns up and didn't see who they were pointing at. So <laughs> we went, we went, when we would go downtown, sometimes we would go out into that little courtyard right by the Alfred P. Murrah Plaza over there. And we were filming with Clayton Hillsbury, uh, who plays the Shocker, and Stacy Rose Lott, who plays Black Cat. And they had these, you know, very unusual looking outfits because obviously it's a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Clayton's looking like, you know, the Shocker, obviously. He's got that, he's got a ski, yellow ski mask. And like a military vest on. <laughs> and then her, her, you know, cat suit on with the mask. And we had this security guard come over to it. We had multiple security guards at, the, yeah. at that location. You should have gotten kicked out. If there, there's one location, it should have been the, the over by the Murrah building. We should have gotten kicked out of that place. One would didn't. think, especially when Clayton looked like a terrorist. <laughs> he did. But, I mean, he, yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, the security yeah. guards came over. They said, what are you all doing? <laughs> like, oh, I'm the Spider-Man thing. And they're like, Spider-Man? You, you Peter Parker? And they're like, yes, sir. <laughs> and they're like, wow. Well, you guys have a good day. And then they just walk away. I'm like, bro, we should be kicked out like five minutes ago. <laughs> it was, but it was the parking garages that would yeah. kick us out. Oh, their, liability, their liability, and especially the Santa Fe one. Oh, my word. Whoever owns that Santa Fe one, no thanks to you for us getting this thing done. Because, I mean, my word. This was, yeah. it was, it was crazy, but yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, liability insurance. It's understandable, there. but you know. It's a real dampener on the movie. Really <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, liability insurance will kill just about any uh, any low, like no overhead budget production ever. Um, <laughs> having tried to do a couple of theater shows, like any of the big theaters these days, they want you to pay up front their liability insurance, and it's like a couple grand in some cases, and you're like, yeah, sure, I totally just have that. Just here you go. <laughs> Now, and I've seen uh, I think some of those shots ended up in the trailer for the, the the big one that was just released uh, with Black Cat and the Shocker out, out by the, the Murrah building so that's really cool uh, you guys were able to shoot out there so you had mentioned earlier one of the cool parts was just being able to suit up but what what was that like like when you put on the suit did you have that that moment of like okay I'm the superhero. It didn't. I mean, for me, uh, I was for at the beginning. I was very. Uh, I was overwhelmed a little bit at the beginning because I was. It's my first like big project with using other people that aren't just like people I know. So at the beginning, for the first couple like weeks, I was very like in director mode, and um, some of my performances is, is is suffers from that a little bit. But there's, I do remember the one time, it was the first time it clicked was whenever I was, uh, it was probably day six, probably week three or four. And I was fighting Brandon Braxton Hammerhead. Mm-hmm. And I was, it was the first time like I had done like a fight scene with someone else who was supposed to be able to know how to fight. And like I'm throwing punches, I'm getting thrown around, I'm doing flips and all this. And that was probably the first moment where I was like, oh shoot, I'm, I'm, I'm Spider-Man. I'm a superhero. I'm flipping around. I'm beating up the bad guy. I'm getting thrown around. This is great. So that was the, probably the first time it like clicked for me uh, that I, I was actually being able to do what I've always wanted to do. 
And, um, and then taking it from there on, it was just so much better. My performance, because it, it finally clicked in my head what I was doing. Nice. Nice. Take me, take me into your fight scenes. Though. When you're going into the choreography for those, are you pre-planning certain motions or are you kind of letting the fight scene progress organically and going, uh, going with the flow? It's a good question. Um, personally, so most of the fight scenes I, we came up with on the day. And I had written in my, when I was writing the script, I would write it. And then when it came to a fight scene, I would put the computer down and I'd stand up and I'd like shadow box in my room. And then I do a couple of moves, go back, write that down. So I had moves like all written out in the script, but those got changed very quickly on set. But I had a really rough structure of what I wanted it to be like from the script. And then, but then it would be me and um, the, whoever I was fighting, we would just kind of work it through it and f- if something didn't work, we change it to make it work. Um, safety was obviously the number one thing. Safety for other people. I didn't really care about safety for myself. Uh, I did pretty much whatever. Uh, but the safety for the other stunt guys and stunt women was key for me. Like, are you sure you, you want me to throw you? And they'd be like, yes, get a safety pad. Uh, but if it was me, I'd just eat it, I guess. <laughs> there was no safety for me. I did not care, which was probably an issue because I was the star. I couldn't afford to get hurt. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, it would just slow down production more, right? <laughs> Slightly. Yeah. There was a moment, I think it was like two months in, I was doing, I don't know what stunt, I don't remember what stunt it was, um, but I thought I tore my uh, MCL, no MCL, I thought I tore my meniscus. Ooh. And um, and then like two weeks later, it was fine. So I was like, all right, I guess we're good. And it didn't bother me much, but. Well, and then you actually got a concussion. Oh, I did get a concussion. The, uh, yeah, at yeah, the bar fight. I got a concussion and then had to film like six more hours yeah. or something. Oh, you know, I, I can't take a day off. <laughs> <laughs> I will. He, I was, I think I was. Okay. Uh, there's so we were over at Prairie, uh, not Prairie, so we were over at uh, Green Pastures Studio out in Spencer, Oklahoma. Uh, they're great facilities. Uh, and they have a bar set that we were filming a fight scene in, and the ground is just straight concrete. And um, the scene is supposed to be Hammerhead, Brandon Brackton's character. He flips me over and I land in front of him. Like I flip over him, do a front flip and land while he tried to throw me on the ground. And we were like setting it up. We didn't even roll camera. We were just walking through it. And we set up the pad that I would land on so I wouldn't hit the concrete, obviously, because I was thinking slightly that day. Uh, But I wasn't thinking enough. So he flips me and like... As I go to land, I didn't make it all the way around. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to like land on my shoulder. It'll be fine. But my feet hit the pad first and slid the pad out from under me. Oh. So my shoulder hits the ground and it's, and the whiplash is like smack my head straight on concrete. And I blacked out for like a couple seconds and then everything was hazy the rest of the day. I don't remember that much of that day filming, but. Well, I don't even think I was, I don't even I think, think I was there. on set. No. And I get a text or I get, I, I think I, I just got the behind the scenes video of it. And there's like this crack that you could just hear. It's like, and I, and Tate said, I got a concussion. I was at the gym or something. And I text him back and I said, so we're like delaying production another month. <laughs> and he said, no, silly Dom, I make the rules. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you're right. And then we were back on set in like the next week. And we were like, okay, we're good. <laughs> Oh man, I've seen I've seen that video because it got shared uh, like on Facebook across <laughs> yeah. a couple of the castmates, and <laughs> I, so I've seen that one. That that one looked painful just to watch. <laughs> uh, it didn't it didn't hurt until I woke up and had like the worst headache ever. But yeah, 
In the moment, it was all right, I guess. Adrenaline's a crazy Adrenaline drug. Adrenaline is a crazy drug. <laughs> um, so, I guess, you know, you know, you guys, you've got this one kind of in the can, till, or you're mostly in post, and you're getting ready to put this thing out. Uh, when When is that heading out? I know I said summer, well, but that's relative. Yeah. Um, hopefully, uh, I'm trying to, I'm aiming for July at this point. <clears throat> um, that being said, it's very much likely that we are going to go past that just, um, with like music and stuff. Cause like I'm getting pretty close visually on the side, but like shipping it off to sound people. I don't know. I'm not a sound expert. So getting that all to sound right. I don't know how long that's going to take. So, uh, July, August is hopefully the area that I'm trying to shoot for right now. Okay. I mean that's that's very doable. Um, and what are you guys' hopes for? I mean, obviously you hope it does well, but uh, after <laughs> that, <laughs> like where where do you plan to go from there? Oh, that's yeah, that's on you. That's okay, uh, so well, we were talking about this earlier. So once this uh, releases, we hope to be able to grow like an audience, obviously from it. And we have I actually have a plan for uh, two more seasons uh, of the show. And uh, but after just uh, just two more, no more after that. I don't think I could do it. My sanity. But um, two more seasons uh, of Web of Spider Man, uh, and then we have a bunch of other smaller projects because we want this because we know that this is very popular. This series and Spider Man's a great character. He's a very popular character. He's going to attract a lot of viewers. So we're trying to establish get our a group of uh, people who enjoy what we make, and then introduce them to other sides of Infinity with our uh, other short films and our music that is hopefully to come. Yes. Yeah. We are working on some music. He's working on music. I'm working on music. Uh, but yeah, we'll see what happens there. But uh, for sure. It's, uh, yeah. The next, work. the next large project is season two. And that's hopefully we'll begin production either end of the year or beginning of 2024. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, can you tell us a little about some of the other small projects you guys got going or, or are those just kind of, until later um we have a few scripts like written and then we're trying to hopefully start filming some of those around the summer once i've got the bulk of the editing done and we've got freer more free time to do that um we've got about two short films that we want to accomplish right two, two before, before we start doing more larger scale stuff again so nice nice sounds like you guys have a lot of interesting things on the horizon yeah yeah, it's, it's looking that way. It's looking that way. We're excited about it for sure. Okay. Um. Well, I mean, that wraps for kind of the questions and everything I had. Uh, did you guys want to ask us anything, or are you guys good? Or I mean, you know, <laughs> subscribe to the YouTube channel, yeah, follow, follow, follow Instagram, follow us all YouTube. that good stuff. You know, all the shoutouts. Um, you know, self promotion. Yeah, Mitch, yeah. what's your favorite part of of filming? I know you're there for like a day, but what what was what do you think of it? I want to. Awesome. <laughs> um, I mean, I, my favorite part is the you know the time between takes and meeting the other cast members, getting to talk to them, and you know networking, getting to know people. Because um, now I'm friends with Dale and and uh, Matea, like so you know I I made some connections there, and, and you guys as well, of course. Um, so that that is is some of the best parts is just sitting down and talking to people like you know human beings. Um, but also just the creativity, like, because I know I played a couple other extras just throughout. The show. Yeah. Uh, so being 
being creative about, okay, you're going to be a business guy in this scene. So if you can just hide your face and we can then do something else when you're a detective in another scene later. <laughs> so, you know, that part was fun. You know, just being, being able to do that creativity, figuring out how do we make this work with who we got? How do we go to war with the army we have? Those were, those were always fun. I can confirm that your face is in it too. <laughs> Good. Oh, it's Mitch right there. See, so, the problem is, is when you're an extra and also play a regular character. Uh, so they're <laughs> like, wait, who's that guy right there? We have, uh, I guess, I don't, I don't know how to say this about being. I mean, I mean, it's technically it's not a spoiler, but, it's, but it's, okay. So he plays one of the bad guys. Yes, hmm. we'll say that because that's, yeah, that's, that's we can't um, delve into it. Yeah. But, but he plays one of the bad guys, and um, we the, we filmed a scene back in probably was it like May the second day? No, it was. Later in the month, June, June. It was it was one of the first couple of days, and it was a party scene, like a house party, and um, we didn't have, we actually didn't get as many extras as I thought we were going to get. So I was like, all right, uh, Dom, just go like stand over there and have your back to the camera, and you're wearing like t-shirts and a sh- and shorts, which is like nothing what, like what your character dresses in the show. So we'll be fine. And then we filmed all that day. It was great. I started editing that scene very quickly because I wanted to. It was a really good scene. And in every single establishing shot wide where I, like, sweep through the party, he, like, is starting off with his back turned, and then someone goes to, like, shake hands with him. And he just completely opens up, and you see his face, and he, like, gives him a handshake. <laughs> and I was like, fun job. Fun job. But we also just recently refilmed that, and uh, I actually shoved him in there again. But, <laughs> but you can't uh, But, but you can't tell who he is this yeah. time. I can, but nobody else yeah. can. <laughs> Nice, nice. I I remember the the funeral scenes. Those were that was fun of just uh, of doing that one with uh, with the the cop group and and you guys and uh, uh, your mom. I believe was Aunt May. Yeah. So yeah, those... they, were, they were tripping online about that. I put some stuff out TikTok wise on a a scenes from the cemetery, and um, people kept commenting. They're like, "Did this guy just go to a random cemetery and start filming?" I was like, well, technically, yes. I mean, I got permission to be there, but I didn't go to a random city. I don't know how else I'm supposed to film a funeral scene, guys. But I got, I was getting clowned in the comments. It's like, how do you think cemeteries? <laughs> I think people film funeral scenes. Yeah, that some of the disconnect of what the fans think happened and how stuff actually has to happen so that you get the shot is a little bit of not connected. <laughs> well, um, Shago, did you have any last questions? I think I'm I'm good other than just saying thank you guys so much for the time. Of course, thank you. We're happy to do it. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um you know, we we want to promote the show just as much um if not for personal reasons, but also because hey, this is it's so hard to get art made in Oklahoma, I feel like. And so it's important for us when when there's a project for all of us to kind of like, hey, there's a project. Talk about it. Get it out there so that people will see it and talk about it and everything so yes thank you guys so much for taking the time this evening i know stuff happened this evening that was just like a little beyond our control (laughs) all right well that is it for us tonight um take care stay safe don't hit anything too wet out there and um we'll catch you guys next time thank you all so much appreciate it all right welcome back um as you as you heard, it was fun. We had a great time talking to them about the Web of Spider-Man web series uh, coming out this summer. And this is, we're not doing a 
like mid-break or anything here, so we're just going to pop right into some of our other stuff uh, and thanking our patrons, which I'll do first here. Big shout-out to Penguin Ninja, our Tier 4 patron, who will be joining us here at the end of the month for conversation that we've yet to discuss, but it'll be fine. Um, and Shenko, tell us about the fight space. Absolutely. Well, if you're not tired of hearing from me, you can find me over on my other show, The Fight Space. It is a little show where we talk to combat athletes and explore the world and the stories and the culture of combat sports and give those really amazing inside stories surrounding that whole world. So if you're into combat sports, if you're looking for really accessible space in order to explore your interest in combat sports as well, definitely think about joining me over on the fight space. And Psych, where else can they find you? You can find me over on the Mass Effect Blue Shift uh, tabletop RPG podcast. It's a, a tabletop game that we play utilizing the Fate system. I play dashing human agent Jack Parizo, member of Citadel Security. Solving crime on the Citadel. We are currently in the midst of a mad bomber going around blowing stuff up. It's been a lot of fun profiling and figuring some stuff out. Um, we have no idea if we're closer yet or not. Uh, and I'm sure Sophia will just laugh her head off when we finally try to make our first like arrest or something. So we'll find out how that goes. Mm-hmm. It's been a really fun time listening to the Blue Shift. So if you are into Mass Effect at all and you haven't jumped over to Sykes' other show, definitely check out Mass Effect Blue Shift. It's a really good time. And that kind of like wraps it up for us this evening. Um, again, thank you all and have a great night. Night, everyone. As we all know, when it comes to making a movie, there are a lot of people working behind the scenes to make that movie magic happen. And it is no different when making a podcast. Welcome to the credit section of the MCU Lorecast. Captain Shanko and I would like to personally thank the following for their incredibly hard work and faith in us to get this podcast rolling. Tom, the head of the Robot Radio Network, for hosting and mentoring. In Seven Legend of the Mass Effect Lorecast for inspiration, Genesis and Vervada of the Two Girls One Ship podcast for introducing us, Let's Not, a fellow tabletop gamer and friend for the amazing artwork, Pipe Men, a veteran and friend for the outstanding music, our significant others for believing in and supporting us through this, and you, our fans, without whom this would be a vanity project. Let us know how we're doing by leaving us a review on Apple or a rating on Spotify. And to quote Stan the Man, enough said. How well do you know your video game lovers? Have you ever wondered how your video game bays stack up against all the other delectable digital dates? I'm Genesis, the girl whose motto in life is love, laugh, tequila. And on Two Girls, One Ship, we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. And I'm Vervada, the hopeless romantic cat lady and lifelong gamer. 
but you should know that our podcast centers on character and romance analysis and doesn't shy away from exploring the fun of physical connection. Or from the deep emotional connections built between two characters, using specific in-game dialogue and the overall narrative journey. So join the two girls, one ship, shipsters, and remember, beauty is in the eye of the controller.